My name is Florian Reeder. I'm the Vice Chair and Co-Section Head for Inflammatory Bowel Diseases in the Department of Gastroenterology, Hepatology and Nutrition at the Cuban Clinic. And I will provide some highlights of this presentation on strategies to address barriers and optimize outcomes in luminal Crohn's disease in the AIBD regionals. The disease burden in patients with Crohn's disease is increasing, and there's an increasing incidence of patients with Crohn's disease. And it's very important to recognize the disease because treating Crohn's disease early in the disease course and starting advanced therapy before tissue damage occurs may be able to prevent future tissue damage. So early therapeutic intervention may result in increased rates of clinical remission and mucosal healing and reduced rates of complication and disease progression. We have a large armamentarium of medications to be able to achieve this, which includes the conventional medications, immunomodulators such as azathioprine or methotrexate, and our biologics, and then small molecules. But there are a variety of barriers to optimal management of patients with Crohn's disease that need to be overcome, which includes a lack of assessment of objective disease activity and disease risk, if the disease is treated based on symptoms rather than objective markers of inflammation is a problem, excessive use of corticosteroids is a barrier or a lack of consideration of patient factors in choosing the right therapy. Comorbid illnesses also have a strong influence on which therapy to choose. In general, when assessing the treatment selection of patients with Crohn's disease, it is important to separate disease activity, which is the current inflammatory status the patient. So is the disease active or not at this moment? And then the disease risk. So how will this patient do in the future? A variety of risk factors that portend a high risk for patients with Crohn's disease have been described, such as extensive involvement, perianal disease, the presence of deep ulcers, need for prior surgical resections or prior complications. Once you risk stratified your patients, you need to set the patient goals for instance, restoring normal bowel function, being able to work, having relationships, and this may vary from patient to patient. And once you've done this, you choose your optimal therapy based on the phase of the disease. Is it induction or remission? What's the need for speed in the patient to achieve a remission? To use organ selective therapies before choosing systemic therapies, and then again, comorbid illnesses such as extraintestinal manifestations, or other immune-mediated diseases need to be considered. As a first line when looking at network meta-analyses in Crohn's disease in biologic naive patients, enter TNF such as infliximab, adalimumab, and then ustekinumab are the top-ranked biologics in terms of efficacy. Once you've failed and enter TNF, ustekinumab is the next natural, natural choice based on the data over vedolizumab. Most recently, Small molecules enter the market in Crohn's disease, uh, which includes tofacitinib in ulcerative colitis. This drug failed in Crohn's disease. But there's very strong data from upadacitinib, a check one selective uh, medication that achieved impressive induction and maintenance data. It also may work in perianal Crohn's disease. So the positioning I just mentioned to you will likely change in the near future. A brief word on rizamkizumab because this is a new drug. It recently was approved for Crohn's disease. This is an anti-IL-23 medication. 
different than ustekinumab that, that blocks interleukin-12 and interleukin-23, rizankizumab is selective only for interleukin-23. It worked both in induction of remission and in maintenance of remission in patients with Crohn's disease with very solid responses. And is a drug that may be given as a first line or after prior biologic use, so after use of anti-TNF or anti-integrants. And given the clean safety profile of the drug class, use the kinumab as well as using kinumab, it may even be used before anti-TNF. A big debate is, do the selective anti-IL-23s work better than the anti-IL-1223 medications? And data from other diseases such as psoriasis suggests that rizankizumab may be superior to ustekinumab, but data in Crohn's disease is awaited and will likely be re read out at the end of 2023 or during the first half of 2024. Ultimately, what we want to achieve in our patient is a treat-to-target strategy. And what does this mean? So no matter what medication you choose, you want to achieve a target in this patient. You want to monitor this target frequently to make sure you maintain it, or if the target is not reached anymore to adjust your therapy. And targets can be short-term targets such as symptoms and immediate targets such as biomarkers like CRP or fecal and long-term targets like mucosal healing Transmural healing is an aspirational target at the moment. It is not recommended for all our patients, but is emerging as a treatment endpoint. I want to close this presentation with safety being very important for therapy choice. And corticosteroids are in the bottom of the safety pyramid. You want to avoid long-term use of corticosteroids. This is followed by thiopurins, check inhibitors, TNF inhibitors, with the safest medications we have being bedolizumab and enteril 12 and 23. The best medication does not work for our patients without shared decision-making and without a successful communication between the patient and the clinician, but also by addressing healthcare disparities to make sure the patients that want to take the medications are in fact able to do so. So in summary, Crohn's disease increases in prevalence and can take a complicated course. Earlier therapy is better for all therapies and we want to choose a treat-to-target paradigm considering patient comorbidities, ex-intestinal manifestations, uh, and other conditions. For moderate to severe Crohn's disease, first line, anti-TNF uh, or ustekinumab in patients that failed anti-TNF, the likely next choice is an either ustekinumab or rizankizumab, and shared decision-making is critical. We hope to see you at the AIBD regionals for a great educational experience, and thank you very much for your attention.